You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us on Dental Talk. I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Technology is advancing daily and offers considerable improvements to dental workflow and patient care. However, this same technology can lead to stress points within the dental practice and create unexpected burdens. Today, we'll learn how to identify some of those stress points and what triggers them and find the right balance of technology that best fits your practice. Our guests are Dr. Sean Sharp and Lisa Thompson. Dr. Sharp is the owner of a group practice in Minster, Ohio, and has been in practice for 25 years. He's been a beta tester for multiple dental materials and products, along with being a key opinion leader. Dr. Sharp is a Sarek clinical trainer and visiting faculty at CDOCS, as well as a dental consultant for Midmark. Lisa Thompson began her career in the dental industry 31 years ago as a certified and registered dental hygienist. Since then, Lisa has worked as a clinical director for a large group practice, a clinical instructor for dental assisting, and an educational trainer for intraoral scanning systems. She was also a territory manager for dental implant sales and digital dentistry workflows. Currently, she enjoys working with Midmar Corporation as a member of their clinical affairs team. Before we get started, I would like to mention that Dr. Sharp and Lisa's webinar titled, Is Your Practice Being Stressed by Technology?, is now available as an on-demand webinar on vivalearning.com. Simply type in the search field SHARP, S-H-A-R-P, and you'll see the webinar. It's an excellent program for the entire dental team. Dr. Sharp, Lisa, it's a pleasure to have you both on Dental Talk. It's a pleasure to be here, Phil. Appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, we're really uh, happy to be here with you, Phil. We're very happy to have you, and not only representing dentistry with your clinical experience, but also your industry experience working with companies like Midmark, who do a lot of research and development and are on the cutting edge of all the technology or a lot of the technology we use in our office, especially now with digital imaging becoming so prevalent across uh, our dental practices. So let me begin with you, Lisa. How and why did you decide to study this relationship between stress and technology, because usually technology is a stress reliever. It takes the problems we have in our practice and using technology makes it simpler. But you've done some research in this and you find that this could actually work in the opposite direction. And why is this topic so relevant right now? Yeah, so you're right. It uh, is supposed to be uh, making our lives easier. But you know, week after week, day after day, I was getting calls from dental teams um, through social media connections. Um, I have student externs that are out in the field and they were really overwhelmed by the amount of technology in the dental office. Um, as you know, you, you know, you were mentioning CBCT, you're mentioning uh, some of the other technology that in the last you know, five to 10 years has really um, bloomed in dentistry. So these teammates, they go in, they're, you know, to a new practice, just learning the practice management software and the, in the digital radiographs, it's a big lift. So, you know, especially if they're new or uh, in the beginning of their career. So then the practice starts adding, you know, IO cameras and the CBCT technology and impression scanners. And that gets really overwhelming really quick. And most offices I find don't have an active training program to help support all these technologies. So during the day, it becomes a trial and error process. It might not make for a real great 
patient experience, which of course all great clinicians, you know, that's what we're looking for is that great patient experience. So now you're pairing all this everyday, you know, dental stress that we already have with these new technology stresses. And of course the, you know, we've all heard about the quiet quitting mentality that's out there. And it's really a perfect storm for someone to leave the practice. We decided to put together a survey asking questions about this technology interaction and the stress. We surveyed 200 clinicians across the U.S. to find out how they felt about interacting with that technology. And Pretty what cool. did that survey show? Yeah, so when we surveyed uh, doctors, assistants, hygiene, and teammates up front across the board, there was a 25% increase this year over last year. Remember, we're two years out. We kind of expected a COVID response to that question, but we're a couple of years out from that, and there's still 25% more stress in their day-to-day -day lives. Before I get to Dr. Sharp with a question that I had about his white paper, let me ask you one more question, Lisa. So very briefly, what are we doing that's causing the stress? Are we accumulating too much technology at one time and not adopting it into the office over a long enough period of time to absorb it and get trained on it? Is it that we can get it all in at once, but we just don't have the training set up in our practices and everybody's trying to figure it out along the way? What's What do you find is the, the major stress point and how can we correct this? Yeah, I I think just discussing with the team you know, what technology maybe they've used before, what they're excited about bringing into the practice, you know, before purchasing, and then, you know, making sure to ask what they see as the value add to the patient experience. Sometimes it's just um, letting them know and, you know, what you're looking for and getting them on the same page and asking them what's going to make their day better or more efficient. So, Dr. Sharp, I read in your white paper that approximately 38% of dentists do not offer patients certain treatments or procedures due to a lack of technology or team training. So they might even have the technology, but they're not really sure how to use it, or the staff that's on board that day with that patient may not know how to use it. So they end up not even offering it. Can you tell us more about this and what you found in your research? Sure. Lisa and I did this paper. That was some of the interesting stats that really popped out to us when we got these numbers back and and, you, and lisa kind of talked a little earlier about that also i mean you, you get this technology in but are, do you have a plan in place to train your team correctly uh and then to follow through with that training and and to keep up with it uh, we find um we always joke around well, some of these pieces of technology we get them and then they sit in the corner and they gather dust or you come in on a Monday after a great course or seminar and uh, you're all excited and you bring these these pieces of technology in and, and the staff sits behind you and says, oh, just wait a couple of weeks. He'll he'll get over it and we won't use it anymore. Um, and that 38 percent was one of our interesting numbers. We A lot of different things when we go over the webinar part of it. But um, I think that's what happens. I think we you don't train your team well enough or you don't train yourself well enough to train your team. And then it just sits. And that's what happens with a lot of doctors. And, and um, that's what we kind of found interesting with this, with this white paper. So coming from Midmark, Lisa, you're on the um, clinical affairs team. And Dr. Sharp, what is your role? I'm a consultant. So I'm a full-time dentist. I, I run a, a busy high-tech practice. And, uh, and then I'm a consultant for Midmark. So what does Midmark do differently that would allow a dentist to utilize the technology that they incorporate into their practice more effectively, more efficiently? 
uh, where they can get a faster return on investment and ultimately practice better dentistry with that equipment. I think Midmark right now, the big push, and I've seen being around the the, the high-tech area of dentistry for 15 years now, I think the push right now, and Midmark's following that, is to keep things simple and easy to use. As a clinician, we want to walk in and have something that's great for our patients. Number one is what's the bottom line for our practice? Uh, what can I bring that's going to be easy to use? And some of the pieces of technology out there, they're difficult. Some of them, some of them are very hard to use. Um, but today, the big push is ease of use, streamline and ease of use. And, and Midmark's following that flow. They're trying to make it very easy for the clinician to, let's take a CBCT, for example. Um, they want to make it very easy for a doctor that's fresh into it, wants to get involved in, in cone beam technology, just to get the, the machine in and, and start working with it day one. And they want to make it very easy for that clinician. And, and the CBCT technologies, that's something that most dentists upgrade from 2D to 3D and then maybe add a cephalometric extension and so forth? Or is that, do they get the whole thing all in? Yeah, so I can speak to that. Our um, EOIS system is a new Midmark product. It is a 2D upgradable to 3D panoramic and it's very easy to use. We, we As Dr. Sharp mentioned, Purchasing equipment uh, that is ease of use for the team, I think, is really important in today's day and age, right? When we talk about these uh, helping balance this team technology stress and just everyday life stress, we need to understand that we need to keep that training in the foreground, that even experienced clinicians like Dr. Sharp need refreshing every once in a while because software updates, new processes come around. I think offices need to develop a, a cadence of training on that technology that makes people comfortable pairing new users ex with experienced users and so on. And understanding that some teammates that we delegate to might not make the best trainers or teachers. So choosing those who are going to be teaching others is very important. Training packages, I think, kind of went by the wayside. Having a solid training package with licensed clinicians giving the instruction at Midmark, that's that's what we do for our product, um, EOIS. I think they have the most insight into our dental workday, and um, they're able to kind of tailor the training to the specific teams. Is that training taken outside of the office, off-site from a dental practice? They would go somewhere? So no, we come to them. So the nice thing is we have a team of on-site clinical educators. They are all licensed hygienists, assistants, those that have taught uh, that type of technology. And our training is kind of threefold. We have a pre-training video module session. We have a day in the office that is uh, patient loaded so that they can actually observe the team as they're going through their workflow and work day and making sure that everything integrates. And to Dr. Sharp's point, we want them using that technology day one. So having someone there to kind of um, make sure that that happens is, is really nice. And then we do a follow up training two weeks later with the doctor to make sure that he has all the resources, not only with the visualization software with the product, but also does he need help, you know, finding a laboratory to work with or uh, implant fabrication uh, for stents and so on and so forth. Yeah. So that we want to try and be there for him. Yeah. The follow-up is very important, I think. I mean, I'm a retired endodontist, but still when I got out, microscopes were becoming very popular and you really had to know how to use them. Penn had a great microscope program where dentists mm -hmm. would come and learn how to use the microscope. And then at that point, when they were proficient, they would purchase it and be able to use it in their practice. So having this 
pre, during, and after training that you're talking about is really critical to giving the doctor confidence that they're, they're going to be using this technology correctly. Dr. Sharp, you had a story to share with us we talked about offline. Again, I've been involved with CAD CAM and, and everything else for a good 15 years now in my practice. And you kind of pride yourself of being able to train your team and, and, and move forward with things. But, you know, I'm not immune. And we've had uh, recently, uh, again, with the, as we call it, the great resignation or whatever you want to call it today, um, I, had a, I had a brand new hygienist. Now, you, you think the young hygienist, young team members are going to be uh, embraces technology no problem she lasted six months with us through our training protocols that we use with everybody and, and and try to get everybody up and running and she had a nice meeting with us and just said you know this is just too much for me you're doing guided surgery to lasers to internal systems and and cad cam and it, it was it was just too much for her. uh she came to us and said it just wasn't a fit on the other side of that i've i had seasoned veterans that just couldn't handle the changes that we implemented when we started bringing in high technology um, into our practices. So I think the underlying story there is just, it, it can hit you. you. You think you do everything right, and, and yet it can be overwhelming for a lot of people. So uh, you got to pick and choose wisely and, and really work at training your team team members with this anything that you bring into your practice. Yeah, that's great to hear. Hats off to the older generation that uh, embrace this new yeah. technology. Yeah, that's that, that is something that we typically think is that the younger person's going to say, "Hey, yeah, I could do this." They're, you know, born and raised with technology, but but it really does depend on the person. So, Lisa, how do we encourage teams to engage with the new technologies with less stress? You know, for instance, what solutions would you recommend to help teams balance new technology and stress? You know, I think we just need to keep the process simple. Purchase what you need to improve your patient offerings. Sometimes we purchase technology and it's got all the bells and whistles and that seems like a good idea, but sometimes that just adds to that stress and confusion for your team. So you really have to decide what you actually need, but then that is the challenge, right? Is deciding mm -hmm. what we actually need in the practice. If, for instance, a practice is running very smoothly and the practice is doing well, everybody's happy, why bring in new technology? And I, you know, I have my own answers, but in your mind, and Dr. Sharp, please chime in, do we want to break that train of habit that we are currently running in our practice and say, okay, I'm going to take a leap. I know it could be a couple of steps backward, but then eventually it's going to be very beneficial to me. How do you approach that from that perspective? I think whether you like it or not, with, with what we're moving to in dentistry as far as technology, and I run into plenty of offices that I've trained that you know are resistant to getting these, these new things that we have out available to a dentist, but you have to step back and really look at what it really brings to the bottom line for your patients. And, and patients expect it. You're an endodontist. I, you know, they expect the treatment you give them when they come to your place. And um, it's no different for me as a GP, and we offer all services, but I think patients expect it. They're very educated now. They can learn anything on, on, online. So when the patient comes to you, they're, they're expecting a lot of these things. So for a resistant office with that, and they're scared, right? I've been doing it this way for 25 years, doc. Why would I want to change? You got to really live away the benefits of, you know, we, we were no different. You know, we would, we're totally digital now. I never would have expected 15 years ago, we would never be taking Algae impressions anymore. And we rarely do. Um, so I think you got to really get your team on board. Number one, you have to really step at the bottom line and, and, and understand that I think society today really expects us to be a high tech world. Our medical doctors are, our hospitals are, and I think dentistry is too. As a practitioner, in the way the world is going right now with digital becoming part of everything, including your doorbell and 
you know, yeah. everything that you do in life, Internet of Things, everything's connected. It seems to me that it's the responsibility and it behooves the dentist to jump in there and, and do it. But like Lisa says, and you say, it's a very important that you work with the right company. And we appreciate Midmark sponsoring this podcast to give us insight into the stress-related issues that are related to getting new technology in the office and getting everybody on board. And you need a company that's going to stick with you from the beginning, during, and after. Otherwise, you're going to, like you said, whoever said it in this podcast, one of you guys did, that this gadgetry is going to be sitting in the corner, not being utilized. And that is obviously something we don't want. Dr. Sharp, Lisa, thank you very much for your insight. And if any of you guys are interested in the audience to learn more about what Midmark has to offer, they certainly have a very keen training program and they're very focused on this. Uh, you could always log on to their website at Midmark, just Google them. And uh, we appreciate your input very much, both of you. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having us, Phil. Thank you so much, Phil.